0: With the insane price of Raptors playoff tickets, should there be a price cap so the average fan can afford them? Let's get some uh, expert opinion here from Ian Lee. He's an economics professor with the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. And he joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Ian, thanks as always for joining us. My pleasure, Jeff. All right, first off, here's Andrea Horvath's tweet from the other day. Cheering on your favorite team at a game shouldn't cost the same as buying a new car, Ontario had price caps to keep resale prices down, and Ford got rid of them. Raptors fans and all sports fans deserve better. What do you make setting the politics aside, uh, just the economic argument of uh, price caps?
1: I, I don't support them. It's a form of wage and price controls. And in every research study I've ever seen um, in North America, uh, going back many years, uh, they don't work. Um, uh, the problem with, very quickly, with partial price caps, in, in other words, on some services or some products, is is that it's unfair because they're buying uh, their inputs from other industries uh, that are not price capped. And then, so that's, there's a problem there. And if, instead, you go to across the board, wage and price controls, like we tried in 1974 under Pierre Trudeau, it too was a disaster because what it did was it just held up, it froze everything temporarily, and then the moment the price the controls came off, um, they they shot up again. In other words, we believe in markets and and the pricing system because that's how. Uh, through competition, prices find their their ne- quote natural value. And in terms of the argument that the prices are too high for some people, well, yes, I I, I agree. And BMWs are too expensive for Ian Lee. Are we going to start regulating the price of BMWs? Or you know, you can apply that argument to just about anything. And and we certainly do have a, a, quote, a form of price control on things like health care, because we nationalize the system. But with private goods, private services, and going to a football game or a basketball game or a hockey game is not public health care. It's, it's a private good, just like buying a car or going on a holiday. And, you know, some people can afford it and some can't. I have never been to uh, uh, an NBA or an NFL game uh, because I find the tickets too expensive. So I don't go. I watch it on television.
0: Yeah. So is this a case of either you're a free market person or you're not is it just that simple and at the end of the day yeah the raptors game might not be worth uh, i mean i'm just going to pick a number out of the air here like somebody might have paid twenty five thousand dollars for their seat last night it was obviously worth it to them. It is yes. uh, either not worth it to you or, you, unfortunately, you don't have have the means to, to afford yeah, it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just comes down to what you value and how much you're willing to pay for it. I mean, we all have different price points, to use that buzzword in marketing, but it's true. You know, some people are willing to pay a lot more for a car than others. Some people are willing to pay a lot more for a suit. Some people buy high-end uh, uh, specialty foods. and Others uh, go and shop at Walmart. I mean, w- we have different prices price points, and it's not the role of government to set prices on private goods or services. Public goods are something completely different. A public good is like uh you know healthcare. Uh but but we're not talking that. We're talking private competitive goods like airplane tickets.
0: Could uh, you make sort of some sort of argument though uh, Ian that there is a community good here that everybody rallies around a sports team particularly when they're doing well and that uh, you know fosters uh, a lot of feelings of uh, togetherness but unfortunately, you know uh, now we see kind of like almost class warfare going on here, and it's pulling people uh, maybe more apart than bringing them together.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, you can rally around anybody without it putting price and That doesn't require uh, price controls uh, to, to ra- rally around a community. Um, I mean, that you can rally around, and, you know, I mean, one of the senators a few years ago where uh, we thought they were going to go to the Stanley Cup and win the Stanley Cup, and so we were holding rallies in downtown Ottawa down the, one of the main streets. And uh so there's nothing to prevent you from doing that. I mean there's it's it's a scarce good. And, and supply and demand has bid up the value of it because there's only so many seats available. And uh, so some people, you know, it's like any luxury good, and it is a luxury good, I think it's fair to say, uh, with those kinds of prices, even before they, the, the playoff prices kicked in. And, and so uh, some people are choosing to spend their, their money, their scarce money, even people with a lot of money, it's, it's a finite amount of money, and they're choosing to spend it, and, um, and, and others won't be able to go, like me. I, I'm not going to those games. I could, fly, I could afford to fly down, but I can't afford to buy the ticket. But, I mean, that's no, that's no justification to say, well, let's start regulating the price any more than we should regulate the price of Rolling Stones tickets at a rock concert.
0: All right, I want to turn the page and talk about the other piece of economic news that is out today, and that is President Trump, who is threatening now a 5% tariff on all goods coming in from Mexico. Uh, these tariffs, do you think that they're going to help uh, at the border at all? Because uh, he says they will remain in place until there's no more illegal border crossings. Or does yeah. this just hurt, uh, you know, the average day American who's trying to, to, to buy goods?
1: Right. I mean, I, I think he's doing something that is, very, uh, to put it mildly, very unusual. Um, tr- tariffs were, uh, and first up, people that study trade and policy wonks about trade don't like tariffs as a general rule. In fact, since the end of the Second World War, 70, 80 eighty years—I guess, almost eighty years ago—we've been working uh, uh, through our international institutions and countries too to eliminate tariffs, not to create new tariffs, but to get rid of them because they're they something that slow down the economy and they create more unemployment, they reduce growth, they just—they're just bad. And and so that's why we've been working for eighty years to get rid of them. There is one exception for tariffs that's been—it's in the legislation, it's in the WTO trade agreement, where if a country is cheating by dumping, selling their goods below the cost of production in another country, you can put in tariffs, and it's considered acceptable. What Trump is doing is something very different. He is using trade policy, called tariffs, to address a problem with immigration policy. And as Senator Grassley, the Republican senior, Republican member in the U.S. Senate, said, the tariffs were never meant to deal with immigration policy. And he's, he said the emergency legislation that Trump is invoking, because there's an act similar to our Emergency Measures Act in Canada, Trump's invoking that as his authority. And Senator Grassley is saying, look, that was never the intent of the Emergency Measures Act to allow you to impose tariffs on another country, because there's a lot of people illegally coming in from that country across through the border. And, and so he's got a problem there. The business community is up in arms already against this. and. uh, there's people in the Republican Congress that are already up in arms so whether or not it even goes through is yet to be seen but to answer your question uh, unfortunately I think he does have a lot of leverage over Mexico because Mexico is a poor country it's a middle income country it's not a high income country like Canada or the US and more importantly Mexico is unbelievably heavily dependent on the United States and this is why the, the Mexican president rather than trying to retaliate against Trump, has already said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's have some dialogue here, let's have some conversation and discussion, because he understands that he can't get into a fight with the United States and win. Mexico will be a big loser. So Trump is using that leverage over Mexico. And the irony is, very quickly, Jeff, is most of the people coming in now are not coming in from Mexico. They're coming in from countries south of Mexico, like Guatemala, and they're using Mexico as a transit country to get to the U.S. border to cross over illegally or claim refugee status. And so Trump is saying to the Mexicans, you aren't doing enough to control your own southern border, the Mexican southern border, with countries of Central America. And he's saying, we want you to do a much better job because we want you to stop those people from getting up to our border, which is putting so much pressure on us. Now, he, as I said, he's mixing up <laughs> apples and oranges. Is put up, putting up mildly. I mean, he's using a uh, trade policy to go to deal with a problem of immigration policy. And uh, but it, if it does go through, uh, I think it's going to get the attention of the Mexican
0: government. I got about a minute here, Ian, but I'd be remiss if I did not ask you just to end uh, on this: uh, what this means for NAFTA or the US MCA, uh, whatever we're calling it the these days. Uh, what does this mean for the trade deal, if anything?
1: paradoxically, I don't think it's going to hurt, and I'll explain why. Uh, Mr. Trudeau has a majority. He's already said it's going through, so that scratch that off. Mexico has already said they're not going to put it on hold because they're so dependent on the states, they really need the new NAFTA. I'll just call it the new NAFTA. Turning to the states where it could be upheld in the Congress, uh, meaning uh, Nancy Pelosi, the leader of the Dems, could uh, with, uh, hold approval, in other words, not allow it to come up for a vote, but then he's going to hit the Democrats over the head and say, see, they really aren't willing to control the border. They're trying to encourage illegal immigration because that's a red hot button issue in the states and so he's going to use that over the dems the democrats if they try and uh, stop the passage of nafta because of what he's doing on mexico with the tariffs so paradoxically it may yet go forward in the congress because they don't want to give another uh weapon uh to donald trump to use against the democratic party
0: all right gotta leave it there for now ian lee with the sprott school of business ian appreciate it as always and have a great weekend
1: Thank you. Thanks very much, Jeff.